Hey friends, I'm Ashley Parker, the host of Splash of Ash, the podcast. Join me as I sip on my iced coffee and hold my crystals as we chat all things to empower you to get up and show up every single day. Things like your morning routine and how you talk to yourself. You know, all the things that make you your best self. I'll be bringing you a drop of good vibes, a dash of confidence, and a sprinkle of inspiration. Get ready to envision and step into a better you. It's time to level up. This moment counts. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Ashley Parker. Today, we have a very special guest, and I am super jacked up for it. So today on the show, we have Becca Ribbing. She is a coach and an author, and she's here to inspire us to do what what we love as soon as possible because our life is freaking short. Get ready to be empowered to make some moves in your life. With that, let's welcome to the show, Becca. Welcome, Becca. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am so excited to just dive in. So first, give us a little bit more info on you and how you got started kind of in this um, coaching space. You know, I got started in the coaching space the same way I think most coaches get started in the coaching <laughs> space. They, you know, it's like those who can't teach <laughs> um, or like, you know, you end up diving into what it is you most need to learn. Absolutely. And so I got... I've been coaching for almost 15 years and I started out as a baby coach when I was pretty young. Um, I was in the, my mid twenties and basically what happened was I was at my own crossroads trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was doing all of the reading. Um, you know, I figured out my Myers-Briggs type, my Enneagram type. I like read all of the books And as I was doing that, I started helping all of my friends get jobs Hmm. and get through because we all hit that point, um, especially people in their mid twenties, you know, you went to school, you got out of school, you got a job. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, but what do I actually want to do with my life? Hmm. Um, most people don't end up in their forever job, their first job out of college, And so I started helping all of them get jobs. And as I was doing that, I realized I really loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just a lot of fun to help people feel better. You know, you're at your work for 40 hours minimum. If you don't like it, it, there's no level of outside things that you can be doing to make yourself happy or self-care to be doing to make yourself happy if you hate your job and you're there eight hours a day. Absolutely. And I can so relate to this too, because I'm I'm 27, right? I got my master's and I was about to graduate and was like, I don't think I like this. So now what? (laughs) And I think that so many people feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's really natural, but I also think it's really natural to need help getting through it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that can look like a lot of different things. It can look like what I did in my twenties, like throwing myself into a lot of books. Um, it can look like, you know, trying to find a mentor or trying to find a couple mentors. It can look like a lot of different things, but I think that one of the things that we often, especially in our twenties, but I know people in their sixties that still do this. We ignore the human experience needed to make the decisions we need to make. We ignore the fact that we're not gonna be able to process the information. So we'll like, Google search, or, you know, we'll like, we'll try to figure it out on our own, but we haven't necessarily had the experience that we need 
in order to move forward strongly. And that's true at any time in your life, because anytime you're switching from one thing to another, inherently you don't have the experience for the thing you're switching to and having other people help you through it isn't cheating. It's being wise and getting the help you need. So how can we overcome that fear that often comes up when we're getting ready to kind of like pivot a little bit, whether it's our career or in anything else that we're doing, how can we kind of like get over the hump and just make it happen? (laughs) I think that usually the hump comes from not being very clear, Hmm. not really being certain about something. And when you're not certain, your brain is actively trying not to do work that might end up getting wasted. Um, you know, back in hunter gatherer days, it wasn't like your brain was wired to go kill 20 mastodon. It's like, okay, kill this one feast off of it for a month then kill another. Like we work best Hmm. when we actually know what we're doing. And so I think that that clarity really is the pivotal point at which you can start building momentum. Cause as soon Mm -hmm. as you actually are clear, you inherently know what the next steps are, but if the next step really is to decide and you're not deciding, then it's really easy to like beat yourself up and be like, Oh, just do it. Like I should just do it. And it's, you can't, you literally can't make yourself, or at least I would say 90% of people can't make themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you can't go anywhere if you don't know where you're going. So it right. makes it really hard. So then how do we get clear, right? We we know that we hate what we're doing, right? We're in this job and we just don't like it. It's not jacking us up, but then we don't know what to do next. So how do we get clear on what that next switch might be? So I think that getting out of your own head is the first step. Um So I wrote the clarity journal and I wrote the clarity journal actually, because I hit, you know, a pivot point of my own. Um, I had been coaching for quite a while, quite a while. I had some family transitions and stuff and I was doing what every single person does. I was complaining to a friend for the fifth, 10th, 12th time. (laughs) Finally, (laughs) She laughed and she was like, Becca, you're a coach. What would you tell yourself? Mm. And I was like, I am a coach. So right. (laughs) Coach for a long time. But we do this naturally. Everybody, it doesn't matter how enlightened or whatever far along they are. When you are stuck, you have a mantra going on in your head. For me, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Like I can hear it in my head. A lot of people have once I know, or once I figure this out or, Mm. you know, but, but it's still focused on the problem. And so I wrote the clarity journal to help you get outside of the problem. What happened was she said, Becca, what did you tell yourself? And I went down and I wrote down every question I could think of that I've ever asked any client to help them get unstuck. And then I basically made it into a journal. So that way you can get out of your own head and start really looking at problems from different perspectives Mm. because that like the different perspectives and the shifting perspective really helps you figure out that you probably knew the answer all along. It 
also helps you get more comfortable with the fact that whatever decision you're trying to make is probably not a decision that has a hundred percent right answer. Mm. We're so used to school, you know, there's an A plus and there's a C and obviously the A plus is better. Yeah. <laughs> but in real life, if you're making these decisions, there's no A plus answer. There's no absolutely dead certain this is a hundred percent the right answer there's always a pro and con list and i think that getting comfortable with that really means that you need to explore it and go deeper and it's kind of hard to do that when you're just talking in your own head you really do need someone else kind of pulling you through it Mm. yeah i think getting out of our own heads is probably one of the hardest things to do (laughs) like just it's a in your head all the time, all day long thoughts running through it, like all dang day. So can you kind of give us some tips or some tricks, right? We have a piece of paper in front of us. We're trying to get clear. What the hell do we write down? Right? What, what, how do we, where do we go? Well, I am going to say that I've been journaling for a very long time. And if you looked at my journals from middle school and high school, all I journaled about was whatever guy problem I was having. Yep. (laughs) I think a lot of listeners can relate to that too. (laughs) I think a lot of listeners can relate to that. So I think the first part is, you know, a lot of us who did journal in the past, maybe we weren't productively journal. Yeah. You know, just focusing over and over again on the problem and on guys is not necessarily really helpful for moving strongly forward. And so it's why I like things like the clarity journal, but other journals as well. Like when you have a writing prompt, it kind of flips the switch because you're no longer like kind of deciding what you're going to ask yourself and then writing to it. It's asking you kind of to think outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And I think that that can be really powerful. Like we do a lot of things these days for self-care, like meditation and yoga and, you know, going for a jog on a beautiful day, going and getting a glass of wine with your friends. But none of those things are really designed to actually make you stop and look at things from a different perspective. Mm. I think anytime that you can do that and pull yourself out of the rut that you're in, that stuck feeling you're in right now, the more that the aha moments start flowing. Absolutely. Do you have any questions off the top of your head that can kind of help to maybe spark some of those thoughts and, and, and the curiosity within So my very favorite question in the clarity journal, I shouldn't say it's my favorite question. It should be like my children. I don't have favorites, but I have a favorite. We won't tell anyone. (laughs) Um, It's who do you envy and what does that tell you about yourself? Ooh, because when we usually ask that question of ourselves or our friends, we're really more talking about who do we admire, who inspires us, but there's like this level of like mythicalness to it. Whereas who do we envy really gets in deep to what we want for ourselves. If you wanted to be a writer, you wouldn't envy every single New York times bestseller. You'd envy like maybe three or four New York times bestsellers that had a really interesting career path. And you could see wanting that for yourself. Mm. If you're a podcaster, you don't envy 
every single podcaster. You envy the people in your space that have done something interesting and monetized in specific ways. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, the, but the nice thing is if you can really let yourself flow with that, you end up with somewhere between three and five people, mm. and then you can kind of make it your own. Like you can take their framework, their roadmap and blend it together. So it becomes authentically your own. And I think that that's really powerful because going back to what I had said a little bit ago, it's not cheating. Like, I think we get very focused on the idea that it needs to all come from within us, but it doesn't mm. it just like as long as we're not literally copying word for word from someone else it's all just taking inspiration and making it your own absolutely i really like that i like that question i think that also helps to get us outside of our own perspective right we're kind of like getting to the nitty-gritty like when you're scrolling on instagram and you see someone you're like oh they're doing this really cool thing they're traveling the world like i'm so jealous of that and then kind of like honing in on that and getting really clear on like, oh, like, why did that come up for me? I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Well, and I think the travel is actually a really good example of this Yeah, because we say that we couldn't do it for ourselves, but honestly, if you can get a remote job, traveling in other countries can be significantly cheaper than living in like, say the U S Canada or England. <laughs> and I think that it's really important to like recognize that sometimes we put up these roadblocks for ourselves. But if you are perpetually scrolling like people with fan life or, you know, digital yeah. nomads on Instagram, that's not unobtainable. Like, and we kind of make it unobtainable for ourselves. Mm, absolutely. So I want to dive into procrastination and that feeling of being totally unmotivated. <laughs> you you kind of did like a, yes, that, that thing. <laughs> that thing. Yes. <laughs> so I want to, I want to go there. How, how can we navigate that? So I am a big believer that we have become a little obsessed with procrastination mm -hmm. and we tell people that if they're procrastinating, they're bad, you know, in school, you learn if you, you know, if you procrastinate on something, you're not doing it right. And I think that we've really lost the focus on why we're procrastinating and that why is so important because it boils down to what we were talking about at the very beginning. Like, how do you gain momentum? Well, you gain momentum by having clarity. If you're finding yourself struggling with that momentum, sure, you might have ADHD. Like there are a slew of things that also could be impacting like from a, um, possibly needing a therapist to diagnose you or a doctor to diagnose you. But, you know, assuming that you have mild, moderate ADHD or better or like less. Yes. <laughs> um, oftentimes why you're procrastinating is you don't want to do it. And you really need to like embrace. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do my taxes. I need to do my taxes. Um, we're moving. So I have to get them done before we move. But if I start beating myself up about it, it's going to make it even harder to do them. Whereas if I embrace it self-compassionately, like I don't really want to do my taxes this week. However, you know, it does need to be done. It's okay that I don't want to do it. And once I do it, maybe I'll treat myself to something, you mm -hmm. know, when you can like really just approach it instead of that negative 
like the negative self-talk, the negative, like how many of us beat ourselves up when we're procrastinating? And then it's like, well, excuse me, like my two angels, one of my angels is sitting on my shoulder (laughs) saying, excuse me, you just yelled at me like for a half an hour. Like, and then I really don't want to do anything. And now I really don't want to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just not useful. And it is unfortunately the strategy most of us have learned. Mm. You know, when your parents see a report card and you get like one C and three A's, I can guarantee you the thing that they spend the most time talking that about C. is that one C. <laughs> and so being able to really recognize that they didn't do you any favors and you're not doing yourself any favors. And I don't know, like kind of almost reparenting yourself. Like it's okay, honey, you do need to do it, but we're going to make it as easy as possible. And that's another key thing, making it easy as possible. Mm. Um, I think that we often ignore what our strengths are, you know, for taxes, I do hire it out at this point. I have a CPA, so yes, it's not fun, but at least I have someone else taking the numbers I develop and looking at it and seeing if it seems rational. Yes. You know, and I think how many people beat themselves up because they don't understand TurboTax. Like, well, you do it once a year, it changes every year. So even if you did it last year, different questions this year, like it's not the same because you haven't actually built the skill. Mm-hmm. And so really trying to figure out in your life what skills you're going to build to the point that they come naturally, I think is really important. Mm. I also love what you said about almost putting something at the top of, of that hill, right? Like, you know, that you have to do your taxes, but putting something up there to be like, okay, I have to do this. So let's get it done. Let's make it as easy as possible. And then once I make it up that hill, right, you I don't know, have some ice cream or you do something. And, and I think it kind of boils down to having a why, you know, like your, your why for what you're doing. And that can be applied to anything that we do, the chores that we do, maybe bigger picture goals, switching our careers and pivoting all of those things. Yeah. Well, I once had a mentor of mine tell me if you're having a hard time getting started, tell yourself, you'll do it for 10 minutes. Hmm. Just try it. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times if I've been dreading something and I get 10 minutes in, it's like, oh, I might as well just finish it. (laughs) No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So I have one more question for you. Your motto, I kind of looked through your website and all the amazing things that you're up to. And, and it's clear to me that your motto is, you know, life is short. So, so do what you love. So how can we embody that? today, right now, right after we listen to this episode. (laughs) I think that the first thing to start doing is noticing where your energy and your mood is. Hmm. Because I think sometimes when we are disconnected from ourselves, when we're disconnected from what we should be doing or what we not should be doing, we are doing what we think we should be doing, but what we want to be doing we end up getting crankier than we necessarily should. We may snap at someone a little quicker or, you know, maybe they did do something annoying, but maybe we overreacted like times a hundred. And I think that like, really like, this is where to me, mindfulness comes in, Mm. like noticing 
how you're reacting to things, where, where your energy is, how you're feeling. I think if you start following that, then it becomes more easy to embrace, you know what? I deserve to be happy. The people around me deserve me not snapping at them. And the only way for that to happen is for me to put myself first. And I think a lot of us don't put ourselves first. I tell you, if I had like a dollar for every time a woman has told me they can't start job searching now, they're going to have to wait six months until this project they are working on at work finishes. I have a lot of money because that people have to do it all the time. It's like, I'm not going to do what's best for me in this moment because I'm going to do what's best for the team. And it's like, but the team you are not helping the team if you are miserable. And if the team is taking advantage of you, then that's not okay either. And if there is a reason why you don't like this project because you don't have the resources, yeah, that might not be your coworkers' fault. That might be your manager's or your manager's manager's fault, but you're not doing anyone any good allowing that situation to continue. Absolutely. So it's almost like tapping into that self-awareness. I think it's tapping into the self-awareness enough that you can actually really embrace self-compassion. I love that. And then I also feel like we can begin to get clear on what it is that we want. Kind of once we have that foundation, we can get clear. Exactly. So good. You are awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can everybody find you? Um, your books, your journals, your website, all of that good stuff. So the Clarity Journal is on Amazon and you can find me at BeccaRibbing.com. That's B-E-C-C-A-R-I-B-B-I-N-G. And I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Yes, it will. I'm going to put it in the show notes. So if anyone wants to work with you or get your, your journal, they can have access to you. Thanks again for coming on the show. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. You know the drill. I will be back next week on Tuesday for another one. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope it brought you tons of value. If you loved what you heard or know someone who would, please share it with them. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on social at a underscore splash of ash and my website splashofash.co. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Change your everyday, change your life.